Evangelist Yolanda McTeer, and a good morning it is. Thank you so much for tuning in this morning to my radio segment titled Empowerment for All. Today is Sunday, July 27, 2014. For my Eastern Standard listeners, it is now 10 a.m. My Pacific listeners, it is 7 a.m. Central listeners, it is 9 a.m. I'll probably be going live this morning continuously for about an hour, of course, bringing you more great songs and more informative information and updates on myself. For those of you who like to call in live today, don't be shy. I see many of you all are already tuned in and listening to me live on the web. Thank you so much for your continual support. Not only is it an honor, it is a blessing. God is good. I am airing my show at different times, being more flexible on availability to my guests, and also being flexible as far as myself. My demands and schedule are great. Not only am I a radio show host, I'm an independent contractor. I travel a lot. My work week demands of me 60 hours, sometimes more. If at any given time you are not able to tune in live while I'm airing, no worries. My show is always available after I broadcast via podcast right here on blogtalkradio.com slash Y-H-T-E-R Empowerment, the number four, all. Lorberry Podcast, Windows Store Podcast, TuneIn Radio, and many other outlets. Today, as you heard at the start of my show, it is all about love. Love is in the air. You are listening to Usher, one of my old jams, but still my favorite. His song titled, There Goes My Baby. Do you really know what true love is? For those of you who may want to even call in and give your opinion on what you feel it is, don't be shy. Feel free to do so. But remember, all call-ins will be clean and in the arena of goodness. 347 637-2096 and press 1. If you just want to listen, don't press 1. To all my friends, I thank you so much for your support and having to put up with me when my life is stressful, listening to me vent. It is always a joy to be able to reach out to you and you be there for me and me for you as well. I never, ever, ever, ever let great customer service go past me, and I not acknowledge it. Today, I have to acknowledge some awesome, and I do repeat, awesome, awesome customer service people that I have been blessed to come in contact with, and I made a vow to them, and I'm a woman of my word. I'm going to shout out to them today. Usually, I do it at the end of the show but I'm going to do it and switch it around a little bit and say shout-out today. It's heavy on my mind, and I want to be sure I don't forget anyone. Today, my 
first exceptional customer service person I'm going to give a shout-out to is Charlie at Dollar Renter Car in Indianapolis. Hey, Charlie. Hey, all of Charlie's friends over at Avis and Budget and all his coworkers as well at Dollar Rental Car. Charlie at Dollar Rental Car is what I call a customer service rep, not only an asset to the company. He stands out above many. Traveling, doing what I do, my days are long and very exhausting. When I arrived in Indianapolis going to work there on an assignment, Charlie was not only professional, he was kind and went above and beyond to ensure that my experience with Dollar and getting my rental car was easy, non-complicated, stress-free, and also rememberable and wanting to share with others they need to go to Dollar Rental Car and rent from Charlie. Thank you so much, Charlie. I look forward to renting continuously with Dollar Rental Car, even when I travel to other cities. You've made that impact and impression on me. I'm going to do that. Take care of yourself. Continue to do what you do. Let your light shine because you never know who you run into. Next on my exceptional customer service list is I was in another state and I went to Chili's and I had their infamous bonus buffalo wings um, and onion strings. And I was just overjoyed at how she went above and beyond. This particular visit, my wings were exceptionally hot, and I don't like them hot. I like them mild. She went above and beyond to ensure not only was my experience there good, but my food was good. Thank you so much, Kim, and you continue to do what you do best. Let your light shine as well. I'd like to give a big shout-out. I am currently still out of town working. I've been to two different states now within 120 days. So as you all can tell, I'm a very busy woman. But Julie, Henry, and Butch at the most recent nail shop that I visited, thank you. Not only was your welcoming of me to your business exceptional, but your service that you gave was impeccable. I thank you all so much for going above and beyond to assist me, even though I know I came in late due to my work hours, but you made sure my experience was good, your work was good, and I'm very pleased with the services that you performed on me, my eye wax, my fill-in, and my pedicures. Thank you so much for that. Wow. Today, today, today is just such a great day. I mean, I'm seriously just overjoyed at everything going on currently in my life. I have to give a huge shout-out to my new team that I've been blessed and God has opened the door that I'm currently managing on this assignment. To all of you, thank you. Thank you for continuously reaching out, letting me know that I'm doing a good job as your manager. You're happy with me, and I am happy with you all, and I look forward to working with you all for the time frame of this assignment that we've been given. Let's make it happen and continue to move forward and be productive and give the company what they're looking for. I know you all will. I will do my part as well to ensure that I'm there for you, supportive of you, and even have to join in and help you when it is necessary. Shout out to the new company that I am on board with, an exceptional, wonderful, outstanding, family-oriented, friendly, 
make you feel like you're part of their family. Just awesome. Let me give a shout-out to Brad, Billy, Alana, Aiden, and Jill. Thank you all so much for making this new experience coming on board with the company relaxing, pleasurable, memorable, and reaching out telling other people that they need to hurry up and come on board with a great company. Shout out to my great boss, Phil. Go, Phil. Awesome, awesome, awesome guy. So, 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 so. Cool, relaxed, laid back, but. He is a stickler on good productivity, good workers, and doing the job. As you and I have discussed, you are going to get that from my team. Shout out also when Phil is gone and he has gone back to his office, which is, a, which is totally in another state, and on site with us, he's appointed another great guy, Brian, to be our go-to boss right then and there. Something comes up and he's not available. Shout out to Brian. Hey, Brian. Shout out to you. Thank you for your kindness and coming on board and making us feel at home. I never like to forget my special folks in my life who are there for me and who come to me also when they need something and we continue to empower each other and they hear Evangelist when she's not so nice, when she's stressed out and it feels like everything is just flopped and they continue to uplift me as well. And that is so important, everybody. When you are going through, you have to be able to reach out to someone who understands you, respects you, and doesn't judge you. So today, I'd like to say a special shout-out to my folks, as you all would say, your peeps. My cousin Val, cousin Nakisha, Melinda, also another supportive friend of mine. We're going through something right now that we are going to see God give us the victory in. It's a long road ahead of us, but we will come out with the victory of something as far as our professional side of life and handling business and ensuring that this business be done. Shout out to Monica. Also, shout out to Shanika. We weathered some things, ladies, but as you can see, we're still standing. No weapon formed against us will ever, and I do repeat, ever prosper. God is dominion. There will never be never be a power greater than God. Heavenly Father, as I start this show, going forward discussing my topic, do you know what true love really is? Father God, I ask not only do you not allow me to speak out of my flesh, but you pour into my spirit like you do best, going forth and flowing and being a empowerment and upliftment to someone today. If it's only one or many who know that they need to hear this so they can move forward and be encouraged and do what needs to be done in their lives. Lord, I thank you. Not only have you ushered in time and time again to carry me, you continue to sustain me and bless me. Father, I have unshakable faith with you. There will never be another that comes in front of you. I humbly submit and continue to praise, magnify, edify, glorify, and solidify your name, Heavenly Father, my God, my provider, my way maker. There's no habit you can't break, no circumstances too strong you can't turn around, no mountain too high, no valley too low, no places, Father God, that you cannot go. You've proven time and time again 
Even though the enemy has tried to rise up, I always come out with the victory. Thank you, Lord. I'm going to take a break, and at break I'm going to play Anita Baker, You Bring Me Joy. And I'll be back discussing my topic. Do you really know what true love is? And for my listeners, once again, don't be bashful. If you want to call in and give your opinion on it, feel free to do so. I'll put you live, 347-637-2096, and press 1. I'll be back in a moment.
Welcome back. This is Evangelist Yolanda McTeer. You are tuning in this morning listening to my radio segment titled Empowerment for All. Today I will be discussing, do you really know what true love is? For those of you who are just joining, thank you so much. And for those of you I see continuously listening to me and being a little shy and not pressing one, but you're live with me on the air and you're listening. Thank you so much. Also, I can see those of you who are listening to me live via the web. Such a great support, and I continuously thank you all for that. If at any given time you decide you may want to jump in and ask a question for those who are currently listening, don't be bashful. Do so. 347-637-2096, and you would press 1. I think you probably would have to uh, hang up and call right back to do that. But for those of you who are wanting to call in, feel free to do so as well. Once again, that number is 347-637-2096. You are listening to Anita Baker. You bring me joy at break. Forward on my topic for today, do you really know what true love is? Many of you are probably saying, well, I haven't really come to grasp what the definition of love is. Love is fondness, tenderness, warmth, intimacy, attachment, and an overwhelming butterflies in your stomach feeling when you're connected to someone. That is the noun definition. To use the word love as a verb, it means adore, care for very much, or you have a deep affection for someone that you are connected with and you call your special someone. When we say that we love someone, many a times we are going off a of lust. Lust is not love. Lust is when you are just desiring just the intimacy with that person, but you're really not connected in any other arena with that person. The five things that make love successful and elevated and blossom into greatness and long connections with people are the five things that we need. We need intellect, we need emotional, we need physical, we need financial balance amongst each other, and also so much we need spiritual. And when you find these things in your mate, you will know without a shadow of a doubt you've connected and you've found love. Now many times people say, well, Evangelist Yolanda, you say financial. Financial in this day and time, especially in this world, does not mean gold digging, let me find somebody to pay my bills, or a man to say, let me find a sugar mama to take care of me, and I'm just going to sit down all day and play games and not be a man and do whatever I want to do. That's not what financial means in those five elements of love. Financial, out of all five of those, once again, means that Everybody is balanced in their finances. And if it comes a time in your connection that you're with this person, if the finances become offset, meaning that if one of you all goes through a storm, and storms happen, people, there's nothing wrong with a storm happening. It doesn't make you bad. It doesn't make you out of place. It just makes you have to get in the place to trust God to bring you through it. 
Because if you keep God first, if he brought you to it, he's going to bring you through it. But while you're in that storm and finances may not be coming in due to being laid off, looking for a job, haven't found a job, or you have a job and it's just not making a whole lot of money and your household bills are way higher than what you're seeing and your mate can only supply so much and what you supply is not enough and it still seems to be tough for you all to get by. This is what financial and the connection of love does. In that season, we need to be careful that we don't argue, we don't make the other party feel bad who may not have or going through their storm looking for a job, but we support each other. And while that other party is supporting the one who is going through and may not have a job or looking for a job, it's important that the one partner that does does not belittle, disrespect, or continue to yank at that other person saying, well, I'm the breadwinner, I'm making it happen, you ain't doing nothing, I got money, you're broke. No. That alone will kill someone's morale and self-esteem. And I can guarantee you that when they get on their feet and God changes things in their lives and gives them the victory, they will leave you. And I know many of you who are listening and will hear this show know that's truthful, whether it's happened to you or you've heard it happen to someone else. It is already bad enough when you're trying and you're trying and you're trying and nothing's happened. Now, let me flip that. For those of you who are connected to a mate who's not trying and doesn't want to try because they feel like they're too glorious to work, now that's a major problem because the way the world is configured, it is based off of if man or woman goes to work, we're able to provide for our household, our children make ends meet and go forward. And even though sometimes we may work and barely make ends meet, it is still configured the basis of life that we go to work. That's nothing that you and I have control of. That was put into place long before we even came on this earth. It is also very important that we not place our lives in someone else's household. What I mean by that is, in this day and time, we are constantly, constantly thrown in the TV world. It is thrown at us, the lifestyles of the rich and famous or the lifestyles of the put-on people who want to be rich and famous. Because everybody on TV that you're seeing, especially in these reality shows, they're not rich. They saw an open door to come on television, present to you a show, gain viewers, gain popularity, and make more money than they possibly were making. And many of them, if you took a consensus amongst their lives, if they hadn't launched the show, they were just like normal people. They didn't have it. They were trying to see a way to get it. And they got the show, and it opened up doors for them to be able to survive and put food on the table, pay their bills, and take care of their children. There's nothing wrong with that. But we need to be in configuration and understanding a lot of times television is strictly entertainment only. It's not factual. It's not based on reality. It is strictly entertainment. And once you're entertained for that hour or half an hour of that show, we go back to reality. But a lot of times we as Americans, we take that entertainment, which is sometimes fictitious or built up to be more than what it is, and we attempt to apply it to our own household. You can't do that. 
because by doing that, you set a precedent and a foundation of faith. You're not rich, and if you're not in that element where you're going out making excessive amount of money on a daily basis or weekly basis bringing it to your household, then you're outside of your comfort zone. And then your mate begins to suffer because you begin to try to belittle them and critique them and criticize them and act like you're all of that, and you've never been all of that to begin with. Women, I'm going to say this to you. You may not like it, but constructive criticism is truthful. And as important as we mature and continue to become older in our lives, we need to accept it. We may not like it, but it will help us down the road as opposed to hurting us. Women, we need to stop setting the example or putting it in the atmosphere continuously with man after man after man after man that you need a baller. You need someone to take care of you and pay your bills. You're a high-end, designer-wearing-only chick. You know, many of you disrespect yourselves because you call yourself hoes and bees. That's not a good look because when you're coming to the table and you're saying this to a man, a lot of times a man will sit back and say, really? Well, if you highballing and you're used to these high-end men and all your bills get paid, how come, number one, you don't even have a place to live. Number two, you don't even own a vehicle. Number three, you may have the bag that you're carrying may be a knockoff. It's not the real Louis. It's not the real Gucci. And if it is the real Louis and Gucci Prada or Ferragamo Hermes bag that you're carrying, you don't even have a checking account with $20. You're sleeping on the floor at your cousin's house or you're bunking at your mama's house and getting on her last nerve because she really wants you to get out. And to a man, he's saying, I can't tell you high-maintenance, baby. You've been budget low-maintenance since I've known you. And on the second date, you want me to sponsor you. Not a good look. Stop it. You've got to get into reality. If you want that type of precedent and you want that type of foundation and you want that type of man, you've got to get you in order first, because he can't get you in order. He's not your father. He's not ordained and put on this earth to take you there. And that was the case, and God would have connected us at birth and had us in that element and zone when he said, this is how your life is supposed to be. So stop fatigiously walking around with your nose stuck up, trying to look down at somebody, because you're not qualified either. You saying he qualified, but you ain't qualified because if he was to do these things for you and all hell broke loose and he went through some turbulence in his finances, meaning he lost his job for those women who like the high rollers, you know, the dope dealers, the hustlers, he went to jail, you don't have the knowledge and wisdom to keep the household in order because not only are you lazy, you think you're better than everybody else, you wouldn't go get a job to try and sustain what he has brought into your life for you to maintain. Come on, somebody. I'm going to go there this morning because it's on me heavy. I see it too many times, and I hear it too many days and too many hours and minutes and seconds. We have to stop the arena because it's an arena. It's like a football arena. Women, you've got to stop it. This is reality now. Once upon a time, 
and I came from that life, so I can tell you all about it. It was very pleasurable in that season. But like God's word says in Ecclesiastes, everything is in season. And I can tell you now, living a street life, ballers, hustlers, high rollers, sponsors, make it do what it do, look out for you, pay your bills, keep you at home, make you a homegirl, jump off chick that he keeps on top of his wife, sponsors, puts you in a nice vehicle, breaks you off money, sends you shopping, buys you designer bags, you're fine here, you're fine there. It's very scarce now. It's there, but it's very scarce, meaning that it is more quality of men that are left, but they have already chosen the one or two women they're going to take care of and not taking on more. But the quantity in those men has changed. Not only will they disrespect you, they will verbally abuse you, physically assault you, and also drop you off and leave you when they please. So, ladies, be who you are. Sit down. Take some time. Don't even get on the phone and call your girls. Don't call your family members. Sit down and search you. What I mean by that, sit down and search who you are. Find your passion. Find stuff that you like to do. Embrace life every day as if it was your last day. And know this. When you find that passion and stuff that you want to do and things that you want to acquire, get where you need to get and have that high-end, loving lifestyle that you want, know this, and these are facts. This is not, this is not fiction. It will take you some time. Highlight time. You won't sit down, figure out your passion, and everything manifests in 24 hours. It may not even manifest in 24 months. But in the process of you going forward and putting action and having a reaction for you to make it happen and go for it, then you will begin to see things unravel and things come to you in the realization of what you're wanting out of your life. Well, ladies, you think, well, you're not just going to make clear. That's easy for you to say. You cross those hurdles. You're at a plateau now. Things are going good for you. Here I am. I'm sitting at home. I don't have any money. I've got one or more children. The baby's father or father is not present. Or I'm married and my husband's not working. I'm not working. Economy is so messed up right now. We can't find work. What do we do? Those are struggles. Those are trials. Those are challenges. We all are faced with them. That's why it's so important as an evangelist spreading the word of God that you turn and trust God. But when I say turn and trust God, I don't mean just say God bless us and you sit down and do nothing. You have to still apply action to get a reaction from God. What does that mean? You have to sit down and say, okay, we have all this negative going on, but within all this negative, where is the positive? If you are that woman who has the children, the husband or the baby's father is not present, and you are blessed, you're not handicapped, you've got two arms, you've got two legs, you can work, then you're going to have to start. It's unfortunate, but it's the way of the world. 
Government assistance can assist you, but it won't bless you because that's what it's been placed for, just to assist you. It's not going to elevate you and take you into another level. And this is called sacrifice. For much given is much required. For those women who are saying, well, you know, I'm a housewife and it's okay. My husband wants me to be there. I'm raising the children. But lately, you know, he's been laid off and looking for a job and nothing has happened. That's when you become the soldier, the dominion and overseer of your household. You go to fight for your household. Even if your husband doesn't want to pray, you pray. You find a time where it's just you and God and you pray. And you say, Lord, I trust you that my husband is applying for jobs, he's going to find a job, and our family is going to be all right. And it doesn't mean God hasn't heard you because you may lose your house or have to move in with relatives or take different steps that you didn't think you had to. God will break us because he's got to take us into the next season, meaning that if you continue to stay where you are, you can't get what he has for you because this new season he has in place for you has a new environment, it has a new housing, it has a new scenery, it has new contacts, it has the new essence of what you need. So many a times people always say God failed them because they lost something. But if they trust God and know God, if you lose something, he's going to replace it with something greater. But that's what trust is. If you don't trust him and you don't begin to love him and serve him, then you won't understand the relationship of what it is to be in one with God. Men, let me go back to you now. Or better yet, let me go to you now. Love. For you, we know it's hard for men to love. Men are more fleshly driven, sexual driven, enticed driven, male organ part driven when they connect with women or connect with their mates. So in their mindset, nine times out of ten, when you all get with a woman, it's a physical attraction. First, it's never a mental thing. Most of the time when you're sitting there having dinner with that woman, half of the time what she's saying is coming in one ear and running out the other ear. You could care less about her dog, her job, you know, her new dress, her shoes. You're looking at, you know, the breast looking right, the booty sitting tight, and I want to hit it. I'm keeping it real. This is what I do. So I'm sorry. I don't mean to offend anybody, but I'm a realist. God has given me that to build, empower, and knock down the walls of evilness. And because of where I come from, I can relate to this type of situation and these thoughts and process and things that go on in life. So if you are offended, I apologize, but this is who I am and this is who I'm going to be. Going back to men, once again, you see the breast sitting right, you see the booty tight, all you want to do is hit it. Once you hit it and you have that releasement of satisfaction that you get after your releasement, your life shut. Let me go home and, you know, hang out with the boys or, you know, go back to my lifestyle. I'm good. Yeah, I'm looking sexy right now, but, hey, you know, I'm going to talk to her. I'm liking her, but I ain't trying to marry her. I ain't trying to, you know, take it to the next level. She tripping. We just, we just had a little fun. And you may go out and because you're already involved with someone else or you may not 
But the sex might not have been good. A lot of times, ladies, you have to understand, sexual satisfaction with a man is different than sexual gratification with a woman. Men have to be satisfied and have to be pleased when they are having intimacy with you. A lot of women sometimes go too aggressive. Some women don't go aggressive enough. There's many different factors, and that comes into play of the need of that man and what he's desiring from intimacy when he's in the bed with a woman. So men, when you come to the realization that you love a woman, from what I've observed and come to know and by talking with my male friends and other men as well, you all come to love a woman when you see she is the complete package, the complete package of what you want. And no two men want the same thing. So in your designing of your package that you've designed for the woman that you want to love and be with and see yourself building a future with, that fits for you. And women, let me reiterate that so you understand. Men design their package within themselves. No two men will want the same package with their woman, meaning that what one man desires, one man might say yuck and vice versa. But that's how men come into saying, I love you. I want to be with you. I want to build with you. I want to go forward with you. I want to stay with you. And that's important, women, what I just said to you, because these are the key factors that you'll know that a man is definitely interested in you, connecting with you, building with you, and wanting to go forward with you. Women, please don't become offended, and so many of you all do that. Don't become offended. It doesn't mean necessarily there's anything that you've done wrong. You just were not the package that he's already pre-packaged and laid out what he wants in a long-term mate. You were just that one that he connected with and he had a good time and he doesn't want to pursue it any further. So don't allow that disconnect from that particular man to discourage you. Let it encourage you because by having gone through this, you too will see if down the road, God let it not happen for a reason. Because if you all had connected and you didn't contain the contents of that package in a mate that he wanted, it would have been a disaster. And that's why in this day and time we have so much disastrous, disconnected, quick marriages that don't last. We are trying to force the connection, and the connection is not there. It's okay if the connection is just physical because sometimes you're just physically attracted to an individual. Because women, we've sat down as well on dates or we've sat down continuously dealing with the man and we've heard him talk and we're saying, no, that ain't what I'm looking for. That's not, mm, that's not a good fit. That doesn't fit my package. That doesn't fit what I'm looking for to remember. It is so important when we come together as a couple, man and woman, or, you know, whatever sexual purpose that you have, man to man, woman to woman, it's your choice. But when we come together as mates and couples that we do not elaborate, we do not put out there, and we don't compare our past relationships. Let the past stay in the past. Move into your future. My advice to you is when you come into an association with your mate, so when you're desiring, you see things are moving forward, 
and really connecting with this individual. You see, ladies, the man is really into you and definitely an explanation point that he has seen you as that packaged woman that he has prepared in his mind that he wants his wife and long-term mate to be. Don't go into your past. Don't compare. Don't say anything about your exes because I'm going to tell you one thing, and I speak from experiences. You're not there, women, to be his ex. You're there to be his future. Men, she's not there to be your ex. She's not trying to be your ex. And you need to ex your ex out of the picture and let your ex stay in the past. And you will see once you do that, your relationship and association becomes so much more pleasurable. Because what happens when you start the comparison or you're bringing up things that your ex did, it becomes a tug of war. It makes the other person feel like they're in competition. Because remember, if this is something that you put up with your ex, it raises an eyebrow. Hmm, you put up with it. Why didn't you leave? Makes you think, is that what you really want? Or do you need to go reevaluate your package? I am a stickler on, I don't evolve on time clocks because my Father in Heaven doesn't evolve on time clocks. God can show up a minute, a hour, a day, weeks, months, or years. He doesn't have a time. He sets his own clock and does it his way. That's why in his word, God says, my ways are not your ways, my thoughts are not your thoughts. So in dealing with love and association, me personally, my advice to you is don't evolve around time clock. Once again, we're so, we're, we are so strategically set on society's parallels and society's ways and standards, we forget our own ways. We have the freedom of choice to set our ways our ways when it comes to love. We don't have to please society because society is not loving us. They're not in the union of companionship and connection with our mates. So if you are feeling a certain way, it's okay. It doesn't mean that you're less of a woman. Men, it doesn't mean you're a punk. It doesn't mean you're weak. It doesn't mean any of that. What it means is that you have finally come into touch with your heart. You know what you're feeling. You're liking this feeling, and you want this feeling to continue. It is okay. And even if it doesn't work out with the person that you're feeling this way about, it doesn't make you less of. It makes you greater than because now you are greater than you've ever been before. You are now in touch with your feelings, and you'll know if you're feeling this way about an individual that you would like to move forward and do so. A lot of times when we come into connections with individuals, there are warning signs. And those warning signs are very important we need to pay attention to. Ladies, pay attention. Listen when he talks. Don't always be so giddy. When I say giddy, don't always be so laughable, you know, laughing. (laughs) It's not funny. A lot of times men are talking to you because they are being who they are. That is their character. Listen to that man deeply. A lot of times men, unlike women, they're not able to vent. They're not able to express emotion. They're not able to have that intimate conversation with you. But yet they still are human. 
They're bleeding. They're hurting. They're going through, and they like to share with you but are, are not able to. Women, stop trying to control the man. Stop trying to make a man into a woman. Men have to be men. Let your man be a man. Let him have his man time. What I mean by that is let him watch the football games. Let him watch basketball, baseball, go to the games with his friends, play golf, shoot pool. Because I will tell you, men don't want to, a lot of men don't want to cook. They don't want to sit up under you and look at you 24 hours a day. They already know you. They're dating you. They've connected with you. They love you. But they want to be free, too. They want some me time. Put yourself in their shoes. You all often call your girlfriends and your family members and say, wow, he's getting on my nerves. I need a break, blah, blah, blah. How do you think he feels? you getting on his nerves. He need a break. So please allow time for space in your association and your connection with your man. And this is what keeps love strong. A lot of women are probably saying, well, wait a minute, you know, uh-uh, no, uh-uh. I ain't let my man wander because, you know, when a man wander, you know, he gets to looking at, you know, other breasts and booty that he want to hit it, and I'm going to have to put it in check. I ain't going back. Guess what? You trying to control him, call his phone 52 times in a 24-hour day, stalking him, riding behind him, not letting him breathe, not letting him hang with his friends, he's going to find some me time, whether it be go to just the store, pick up some food, or go to work. And guess what? There's nothing you can do about him looking and about him doing what he wants to do. But what you can do, women, if you stay prayerful and trust God, and you know that this man has been good to you and you continue to be good to him, the the minimization of temptation will not be available. And sometimes there's nothing you can do if a man has a lustful spirit to want to lay up with multiple women. Let me repeat that. Women, do not be offended if a man has a lustful spirit that he just wants to continue to lay up and have sex with multiple women. And women, we're very intuitive. We have great instinct, and a lot of things we find out. If you see early on that this is that type of man that you've connected with, please don't marry him, because by marrying him, it doesn't change him. Actually, it makes him worse, because he feels like, now I've got you, I've got you quiet, you're married. He's going to go out and do whatever he wants to do with whoever he wants to do with, with, however long he chooses to do it, and will continue to do it. So you need to say to yourself, well, I feel the connection, things are going good, maybe it's just wrong timing. And keep yourself out of the parameters of commitment in the essence of marriage, so therefore if it doesn't work out, you can walk away and not be in bondage and be tied down with children with this man. Wow. I am really, really, really feeling this right now. I'm feeling a great outpour. I feel a great connection. I feel a great reaching to you all on this subject of love. I see you all. Y'all listening. Y'all tuned in. I love it. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. I'm going to stop here for a moment. I'm going to take a quick break. And I'll be back in a moment. And once again, it's all about love. So every song that I play today will be in reference, Do You Love? 
and you will love, and love is good for you. Luther Vandross, my old song, an old favorite. Amazing is what I'm playing on break. I'll be back in a moment. Welcome back. This is Evangelist Yolanda McTeer. 
You've been tuning in this morning listening to my radio segment, Titled Empowerment for All. Thank you all so much for continuing to support the show and listening. I'm greatly, greatly, greatly appreciative of you all. To continuously stay abreast on what's going on and to be in touch with me, feel free. And I encourage you to because I always follow back. Follow me on Twitter at capital Y, capital M, lowercase c, capital T is in Tom, I-E-R. Facebook, Evangelist Yolanda McTeer. Instagram, Evangelist Y McTeer. I'm not too big on Instagram and Facebook, but I'm a Twitter guru. As you can see between all of those three social media outlets, my most interaction and most followers and people that I follow back are on Twitter. Once again, Twitter, at capital Y, capital M, lowercase c, capital T is in Tom, I-E-R. And because, God bless me, I came to Twitter in 2011 as pretty much unknown, unheard of, but saw the passion, had the passion, reached out and grabbed my passion and moved forward with my radio show, launching it in August of 2013. I am blessed now to have over 18,000 followers. And I grew so rapidly that it shocked me because I haven't had a chance to go back that far and follow everybody. So if I haven't followed you, I do apologize. It's nothing personal. A lot of times the way Twitter is set up and you try and scroll back for all your followers, it's just tons and tons and tons and tons and tons of pages. My goodness. I'm looking forward to God blessing me in the future with an assistant because I'm looking to take empowerment for all to another level, bringing you more shows, and I know God is going to bless me with more great future guests that have come on and been on my show. Shout out and thanks to all of them as well. For those of you who may be new and just tuning in, listening to me or coming on here in my podcast and want to see previous celebrity interviews that I have had on my show, visit my website, www.ymcteerempowermentthenumber4all.com. I will repeat, www.ymcteerempowermentthenumber4all.com. T-I-E-R, empowerment, the number four, all.com. Thank you so much and shout out for all those who have purchased my book and I constantly get emails that you bought my book and you liked it and it was an empowerment and it reached you and touched you and even you even gave it to a family member and have been touched, be touched or and, and be encouraged and inspired by my struggles, my ups and downs, my turnarounds when all hell broke loose and I didn't know how, where, when, or what I was going to do, but I trust God that he made a way for me. My book that I wrote, my autobiography, is available to you to be purchased. God has blessed me, and I'm so, so, so grateful for it. It is available through Barnes & Noble, Amazon, and many other outlets. The title of my book is The Tragic Times of a Woman by Yolanda McTeer. It is also available on my website through the Barnes & Noble's link. I look forward to collaborating with you via email and you sharing with me that you bought it and enjoyed it. Always email me your bio. I love to read it 
or listen to your music if you're a signed gospel artist and extend invite for you to be a guest on my show. Email me at ymcteer underscore empowerment, the number four, all, at yahoo.com. Going back to the topic that I've been discussing today, do you really know what true love is? Before I went to break, I had shared some very in-depthness but yet truthfulness to what love is and what it takes for love to work. I'm going to shed a little bit about love in relation to my life right now because I know many of you have said, and I've seen it in the chat room, you kind of sent me a message and said, tell us about you. You all know I have no shame. That's why God has given me that platform. He said, my daughter, I know you're going to be truthful, not just to the people, but about yourself as well. So let me shed some insight briefly, but not too much. I'm going to share just enough on love and where I'm at in my life at 44 years old with love. I can truly say for many years I had a wall. And when I mean a wall, I had a steel wall up when it came to love. No bearing against men. I love men, meaning that I, I, you know, love to be connected and be in a relationship and have a great association or a steady companion. But my wall came up with love because as a young girl all the way up until I moved out of my home, I was in an environment where my father abused my mother, verbally and horribly in the physical arena as well. So being in that environment and seeing domestic violence as the epitome of horribleness scared me. So I didn't realize that when I got out on my own, you know, was living my life and connecting and interacting with men, that that wall was there and I wasn't letting that wall be brought down for my heart to be crushed or my feelings to be hurt or be subjected to physical violence from any man. So any time that I felt myself getting close to a man, I would find a way to sabotage it intentionally to get away from that man. And being the lifestyle that I was living and things that I was doing, I was able quickly to do that because I always said, well, you know, I don't think you really want to date a woman like me and, you know, excuse after excuse. It wasn't until I came into my later 30s that I said, you know what, Yolanda, I'm tired of running. I'm tired of having this wall up. I do actually want to experience love. I want to be loved. I want to be able to give love and not judge someone and automatically think that that man is going to be like my father. So this is when I sat down and said, you know what, I can't even give love right now because I I have not even had the opportunity to fully love myself. What I mean by that is I had so many things that I needed to heal within myself. So I made a promise to God, and I said, God, don't connect me with my mate until I am ready. And I know, once again, I can't tell you what to do, but you're going to do it because you honor my request because I'm your daughter, and you said no good thing that you would hold from me because I walk uprightly before you. You also said, God, we have not because we ask not. So I began a journey and I began to heal and I forgave my father and I began to move forward and do a lot of things for Yolanda. But then I came into the arena, well, I've conquered it emotionally, I've conquered it spiritually, I've conquered it uh, intellectually, 
I've conquered it in other areas as well, but I haven't conquered it financially. I still had the mindset, if you wasn't a baller, you wasn't making it rain, you wasn't doing what it do, you didn't have no money, you couldn't give me, you know, this lifestyle, you, I just wasn't talking to you. I was very judgmental. But one day going into, I have to say, well, I'm 40 years old, maybe 41, I can't recall, the Spirit of the Lord spoke to me and said, stop it. Stop it. I was uh, dating a guy, and I had become a very attack. I was attacking. I was attacking him. I was just going in like, you know, well, you know, you ain't got the money. You know, you ain't, you know, you can't give with me. You know, I'm that type of chick. You know, whoa, whoa, whoa. And after I hung up the phone, that's when the Spirit of the Lord had spoke to me even stronger and said, I told you to stop it. Here's what you need to do. I need you to sit down and let me get you in touch with you because you're still not there. And the Spirit of the Lord began to deal with me heavily and said that the reason why you cannot find a good mate is because you're looking for their money. Where's your money? Because at that time, I didn't have any money. I was in transition, uh, going to and fro, doing things and still working. God had blessed me to work, you know, odds and in jobs, jobs, such as bartending. And because it wasn't full-time for me, it was part-time. I was bartending and, you know, I was on the road consistently trying to find, uh, you know, myself, trying to figure out where I wanted to live because I didn't want to live in Georgia anymore and I wanted to be in a different place. And so in doing that, I acquired part-time jobs through staffing agencies and, and, and other things as well. So I said, wow. I said, Lord, you're right. I still don't have me together. How could I, if you had given me my mate right now, we be together and all hell break loose? And if he lost his job or didn't have a job, what would I do to sustain our household? I wouldn't even be strong enough to get up and say, you know what, babe, I know you're a man. I know things are going to change. I'm going to pray. I'm going to battle for our household. I see you applying yourself. You're looking for a job. You're, things are going to change, and we're going to get through this. But in the meantime, I'm going to hold down the household. I couldn't do that. I was so held that set in the mindset of materialistic possessions that I had forgot the progression of unity and strength and the connection of love has to go forth when both of you all are making it work. So in doing that, I began to move forward and deal with myself. And I sat back and I said, Lord, you have to order my steps. I'm lost. I'm confused. I don't know. Order my steps and guide me and let me find within myself the right type of job that I have a passion for. And that's key. Listen to what I'm saying. You need to ask God to guide your steps into the passion job that you want to do so that it will sustain you and take you to another level where it balances you and puts you in a better place did that. And I said, Father, because I am your sheep, I know your voice. I trust you because you're going to turn things around for me. You're going to make things happen. I never forget this testimony I'm going to share with you. I was laying in the bed and I was at a bad place. I um, was homeless at the time for a season and I was in a hotel and God had blessed me. I was in a high-end hotel and he had sent money through different channels and blessings. 
I was laying there in the bed, and I was due to check out of the hotel that day, and I didn't know even if I would have enough money to stay another day. And I was facing going to have to sleep in my car. And I got a phone call. My phone rang, and um, it was my cousin Val, and she said, hey, you know, I've got uh, a great connection on a very good job. Are you looking for a job? I know the last time we talked, you were saying, you know, are you looking for work? Can you give these people a call about the application? Nine times out of ten, they're going to call you right away. They're in high demand for people, but it will require you to travel and do some things uh, out of town, meaning that the job performance and job duties uh, may be heavy, but they're going to train you. I remember jumping out of the hotel bed, looking at my laptop on the desk in the hotel I was staying in, and got the information from her, and I didn't delay. I got right up, pulled the application out, and submitted it, and true enough, it wasn't even eight hours later, the company was calling me, and the lady offered me a job, and I said, my God, my God. And that right there launched the beginning of change in Evangelist Yolanda McTeer's life. And my mind said, I said, God, I'm going to do this job. I'm going to do it well. I love it. I know I'm going to have a passion for it. But this is going to be the foundation that you have laid for me to step my life up, my finances be in a better place, my mindset be in a better place, my heart be in a better place, my openness and connection to interact with a man in a better place. And I can tell you now, from 2011 to now, 2014, God did exactly that. There were some obstacles that came in the way because that first initial job that I took with the company, we only worked for about two months, and we were laid off, and that was going into 2012. So for six months after those first two months, I didn't work. But what God did was he set me in isolation for those six months. And I remember listening to Joel Osteen one time on a message when I was just crying and not knowing how God was going to do it. And he said, it's okay. You may be in a setback, but God had to set you back because he's preparing you for a major comeback. God, how can you do this to me? I was thought I was well on my way. I was going to have to go back. But God said, you're not ready just yet. I still got to strip you, mold you, and shape you into the woman I called you to be. I need for people to see the goodness that lies in you, and I need for all that anger and bitterness to go out of you. And in that isolation period of the six months before I went on the road again to work and do the job that I'm doing in the area of business that I'm in, God isolated me 100%. I didn't have access to anything. I was in the desert with God. He had blessed me with a roof over my head. I had an apartment. And I didn't have uh, very much furniture, and I didn't even have a television because God said television is going to distract you. I've got to keep you like I kept my son Jesus. I've got to keep you in isolation because I've got to teach you. I've got to prepare you. And in doing that, I need your undivided attention. Contest to you all as a testimony. God did exactly that. I was obedient. I humbled myself. I prayed daily. I reached out and said, God, I trust you. It may not look like, but I know it's going to be greater. And God blessed me. And I left that apartment 
And I was so upset because I said, God, you let me lose my apartment again. Why is this? But God said, I had to take it from you from where I'm taking you to. He took me and placed me in another hotel. And I got a phone call when I was in that hotel. I had been there for about a week, two weeks tops. I got another phone call from a different company I had signed up with to work for. My cousin Val had told the guy, the head guy, he was looking for more people. She had given him my name. She had got on with that company as well. She called me and said, would you like to go to work? Of course, you all know what the answer was. I sure will. When do I start? But the job was in California. One year, I'm in Georgia. I have no money. How am I going to get there? I accepted the job because I trust God. I know if he gave it to me, he's going to make a way for me to get it. And true enough, through blessings and my godmother, Juanita, God bless you, Juanita, rest in peace. She loaned me the money to get to that job. And in 2012, February, I had been nonstop. God has blessed me. Not one door, one door. I've had to wish for, not one door I've had to knock on. He's made the way out of no way. He's carried me, sustained me, and put me in a greater place than I've ever been. He's healed my mind. He's saturated my spirit. He has dominated my soul. He has elevated love for me and for me to give love that I can give to my mate. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. I sit here today broadcasting to you, my audience, my radio show, once again, Empowering for All, Sunday, July 27, 2014. Can I tell you, I sit here in happiness, having found, which I can test, I feel it, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to reach out and say it, I feel it, I really do, having found the mate that God has connected me with that I can love and show him how a woman can love her man. And in return, he thank you, Big Daddy. That's what I call it. Thank you. I'm only going to give his initials. I'm not going to give his name. Some things are private. Thank you so much, LM, for coming into my life, being a blessing in more ways than you ever could imagine. Your support, your caring ways, things that you do, things that you say. I greatly appreciate you. I thank God for allowing our paths to cross. I look forward to the future with what God has in store for us. I look forward to being your companion for a long term. I look forward to building with greaterness in our association. I look forward to many more happiness in our association, many more happy days. Happy time. God is the center of it all. He is our navigator. If he brought us together, he'll see us through anything. Ladies and gentlemen, I can tell you right now, it's never easy. We have not been associating long. Many of you would say, wow, that's wonderful. Back to what I said earlier in my show. God has given me the platform that I'm not in time or set on time clocks, I'm set on the precedent of the spiritual wheel of life, meaning that if I feel it, I can flow with it. It doesn't make me less of, it doesn't make me strange, it makes me real with I'm in touch 
with who I am, what I want, and how I'm going to move forward to keep it. LM and I haven't been associating long. It's relatively still pretty much brand new. But his connection with me and my connection with him set a precedent of greatness and goodness within myself. His actions to me show me that it is the same. I know we are two different individuals because we act different, but we come together in a great connection. He balances me. LM is the missing piece to Evangelist Yolanda McTeer's puzzle. Let me say that again. Baby, you are the missing piece to my puzzle. I'm so happy that you're in my life. That is a great thing. I want everybody to have that. I want you to experience that. I want you to grab that. But in order to get that, you have to be in a place that you're not looking. When I met LM the night that I met him, it was amazing. My cousin and I, Nikisha, we went to a concert out of town working, and we were just saying, you know what, we're going to get out and get some fresh air. We're going to enjoy ourselves. have a great time at this concert. We worked 60-hour weeks. We're tired. We want to get out and have a little fun. It's okay. I'm an evangelist. I'm not dead. So I'm going to still get out and, you know, enjoy myself, plays, movies. You know, I'm, I'm still going to live. You cannot become so spiritually dominated that you forget to be regulated in who you are. So we showed up at the concert, and we were a little thrown back because it was a smaller venue than what we thought. Because the artist that was there, we were like, hmm, okay, this is going to be a big crowd. It's going to be tons and tons of people, and, you know, it's going to be off the chain. So we arrived once again at the venue, and we stopped at our tracks. We said, huh, this is very small, very quaint. Is this a hoax? Is the main artist really going to be here, or have we just been duped out of some money? So true enough, the commentator and uh, overseer of the concert was on stage and announcing that the major artist was there and uh, she was going to come out and perform. So we, you know, we made the best of it. We went to our seats and the other opening act was there and we listened to him. He did very well. And after that intermission, we were due to see the main artist. So my cousin uh, said, you know what, girl, uh-uh, we got to get up and go get, you know, some, some special, some special uh, you know, juice. <laughs> If y'all know what I mean. So in walking to get that special juice that my cousin wanted, uh, I saw someone. I saw Ellen standing there. And I had said to her before we began to walk, because I'm rather tall in height, I had my heels on, I could see very well. I said, you know what? I said something about that man. I said, he's nice looking. I said, he's standing there, you know, chilling, just kind of, you know, going with the flow talking to a couple of friends, but I don't see a woman, a woman on his arm. I said, let's beeline and walk his way. Let's see if he's going to acknowledge that he's, you know, liking what he's seeing when he looks at me. If he does, I'm going to stop. If he doesn't, wasn't meant for us to meet. True enough, I beelined. We beelined his way. My cousin was in front. I was behind. My cousin walked past him first, and uh, I walk up, and he gives me that, you know I'm looking at you. Well, how you doing? Look. So I get the green light. Yay. I stop. 
and I have to tell this story because my cousin and LM and myself, we constantly laugh about this. This is a, a mark in, in the start of our association with each other. Me being bold and tenacious and having a zeal for life, I stopped and I looked and I said, what's up, big daddy? And from their audience, I can tell you it's, it's been great. But having done that, feeling the comfort and confidence and relaxation in my spirit, of interacting and allowing love to come into my life, I was able to flow and communicate and continue to flow and understand that when things do come up, such as obstacles or disagreements, that I handle them accordingly and not handle them out of my flesh. That's very important. So that is my love testimony. The missing piece to my puzzle. LM, I love you, baby. I love you in the verb sense of I adore you. I care for you very much. I have a deep affection for you. That's where we are in our association. It is still new and progressing forward. I look forward to the love progressing into the noun version, meaning the continuity of everything that we have and elevating even more. Thank you for that. Ladies and gentlemen, it is always a sad time when it's almost time to say goodbye. But we know I never like to end my show without prayer. Today, I'm going to zoom in on 1 Corinthians 13, 4 through 7. Once again, 1 Corinthians 13, 4 through 7. Love suffers long and is kind. Love does not envy. Love does not parade itself. It is not puffed up. Love does not behave rudely, does not seek its own. It is not provoked, thinks no evil. Love does not rejoice in iniquity, but rejoices in the truth. Love bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. Let me read eight as well. Love never fails, but whether there are prophecies, they will fail. Whether there are tongues, they will cease. Whether there is knowledge, it will vanish away. Once again, Corinthians 13, 4 through 8. It highlights love. And love in the biblical and scriptural sense, that's what love is. And everything that I highlighted to you today in reference to love, embrace love. Allow yourself to be loved. Release all the hurt and bitterness that happened to you. It is unfortunate, but guess what? It was never designed that we would be stress-free and drama-free, but it was designed that God would come in and heal us and carry us and take us to the next step. Don't look to man to bless you, but look to God to correct you, shape you, mold you, and take you where he wants you to go. In love. Don't look at arguments and disconnections and disaccords as disadvantages. Look at them as strength and acknowledgement and builders for where you go in and say, you are going to make this work. You be the bigger person. Go in and balance it with calm, cool, collective decisions, thought process. Watch your tone when you're talking to each other. Watch your attitude. Watch temptations that will come to you. The devil is crafty. 
He never brings to you what you don't like. He brings to you what you like, and he dresses it up even better than what you like. Watch it. Temptations are not to help you. They're to hurt you and will destroy what you have of goodness in your mate. Don't let outside distractions destroy that. Because remember, you can always pick up trash, but a lot of times if it's stuck to you, it's hard to throw it away. To hearing the feedback of your goodness and grace, grace, pardon me, I'm getting tongue-tied, your goodness and grace of you moving forward and finding love and letting love come to you and open it with open arms. I want to shout out to Shay in Texas. She uh, was my scholar when I was there. She told me that many a time. She said, Yolanda, I see the goodness in you. You work hard. I just want you to take the wall down and allow a man who God has for you and will be good to you to see the goodness in you because it's in you. Shay, I've done that. I thank you so much for giving me that impartation and word. God bless you. Until next week or the week after, I'm airing now in such intervals, um, I can't give you a set time. But be sure, once again, to follow me on Twitter, to stay in touch with my show and see when I'm going to air. And all my shows, if you do miss them, do not be discouraged. They encourage. You can hear them on my website, available through iTunes. Also, Blueberry Podcast, Window Store Podcast, TuneIn Radio. And right here at blogtalkradio.com slash ymcteer, empowerment, the number four, all.com. Follow me on Twitter at capital Y, capital M, lowercase c, capital T, I, E, R. Facebook, Evangelist Yolander McTeer. Instagram, Evangelist Y McTeer. I love you all. I'm blessed to be here. Look forward to staying on the air for quite some time. Don't be shy. See me in your bio if you'd like to be considered to be a guest on my show. See all my future guests that have been on my show on my website, www.ymcteerempowermentthenumber4all.com. It is there also on my website. You go to to my contact page and send me an email, send me your bio. Also, you can purchase my book, my autobiography, through Barnes & Noble. My book is titled The Tragic Times of a Woman. Once again, available through Barnes & Noble, Amazon, and many other outlets. I never like to say goodbye, but I always like to say until the next time, be blessed, stay focused, keep God first, and you'll never, ever be without victory, and know that love is for you. Have a great day. Evangelist Yolanda McTeer saying goodbye. Zerin the Marilyn calling me, audibly, balling she Said that she would never leave, continue to torture me Telling me to come with her, underneath my comforter And she brought a gun with her, pills and some rum with her Took me on the balcony, telling me to jump with her Yeah, I'm in the ghost, but I ain't doing stunts with her I ain't trying to be that, haters wanna see that But I got him aggy, cause I win the gold like Gabby She's just a girl and she's on fire
your hair, God. Make the fire disappear when they fear God. Take away my fear when they in the fear, God. Do you fear God? Cause I fear God. And in my backyard, that's a dear God. And that's a horse ranch. And to my core fans, keep repping me. Do it to the death of me. X in the box, cause ain't nobody checking me. Don't 